This is Steve Center with the Lonely Guy with a Book podcast. What I've decided to do with the podcast is to create kind of a rolling schedule of the type of book that I'm going to review. I don't know what you would say first is, but for instance, today's book was written, and well, I don't know when it was written, but it was published in 2022. A book published during the current year will then be followed by one of the Stephen King books, and we talked a little bit about the order that we're putting the Stephen King books in, then a book from my top 100 list, and finally a book from a series that I've completed, and then we'll go back to a book published in the current year. A lot of that is just for my own enjoyment. I've read a lot of books, um, at least a couple thousand books. I want to really talk about all of them, which as I say, that seems kind of silly, but it is partly why I wanted to do this podcast is to be able to finally have a chance to talk about books. And I know there are other people who are interested in reading books and finding out what kind of books they might be interested in and even talking about books, but I haven't been too successful in finding those people on my own. So today we are going to be re- we're going to be reviewing the book When the Day Comes by Gabrielle Meyer and it was published in 2022. Our main character is Libby Conant. Now, this is an interesting character. She has, I don't know if you want to call it a magic power or a curse, but she is awake, living her life in 1774 in Colonial Williamsburg. And so if you think about what we know about history, 1774 is right before the Revolutionary War begins. When she goes to sleep, she wakes up in 1914 in New York City. And then when she goes to sleep, she wakes back up in 1774. So she's what we call a time crosser. It's an interesting dilemma slash opportunity for her and a very good read for us. A summary of the book, Libby has been given a powerful gift to live one life in 1774 Colonial Williamsburg and the other in 1914 Gilded Age New York City. When she falls asleep, In one life, she wakes up in the other without any time passing. On her 21st birthday, Libby must choose one path and forfeit the other. But how can she possibly decide when she has so much to lose? So when the book begins for us, she is just turning 20. She has a year left to go and she's got to make a decision. I mean, I suppose if if this were me or, or one any of us, that it would be the same thing. Each thing that happens, she looks at it from the point of view of how this impacts her decision. And she's made a decision, but then it looks like that can't be the right decision. And so there's some back and forth. That's really fun. I do want to talk about a couple of issues with the book. And these are good. I shouldn't say issues. These are points, a couple of things that I noticed. The first is that we've got historical fiction, but two separate historical fiction backdrops at the same time and you know from this time jumping Meyer does a really good job of balancing the two worlds and even though there are moments where 1914 looks better and others where 1774 looks better I don't think this is a spoiler but in 1774 because her other world was 1914 she was aware of what would happen in 1774 including the Revolutionary War and the outcome So I thought that made this interesting juxtaposition between the one time frame where she had a lot of 
at least macro knowledge about what was going to happen. And the other one where she was completely unaware that 1914 is the beginning of World War One for the US. And so again, that's a interesting contrast. And I really admire a lot of credit for being able to because that could be so repetitive. And it would be easy to see oneself going, okay, fine. We know she's got to make a choice. And yet that was not the experience that we had. Another point, this was Christian fiction. Now, as a rule, I avoid Christian fiction. And the reason is because so oft there are these long speeches about being saved and accepting Jesus Christ. Those are all fine things, but oftentimes they are kind of out of place in the book if they feel forced in. I don't know if the writer says to themselves, man, you know, I forgot I'm I'm writing a book of Christian fiction. I better I better throw something in here or if that's what they were waiting for the whole time was to be able to have that moment. I thought that it, the way Meyer handled that was wonderful. The characters talk about God being in charge and having to have faith. And to me that is how actual people talk about their belief in God. It just rang very true. I think that that's the most important thing in any fictional book. Yes, the stories are made up, but are they true? Are we really seeing what this character would do? A writer who does it well, the characters are going to be very believable. The choices they make are going to feel very organic. I thought Meyer did a very good job. One other point that was quite surprising is that there's some pretty uh, there's a couple of instances of sexual assault in the book that are, they are not graphic. You know, you, they're not graphic and they're not gross, but they are uncomfortable. It's a very uncomfortable thing to have happen. And when, when it happens in the book it makes us feel very bad. I thought Meyer again, I thought her writing handled this very well. How satisfying was the ending? It was a very, it was a good ending. I thought I, I saw where the ending, where we were going to end up probably about a little more than halfway through the book. So I, so I felt like maybe it was a little obvious, but again, in a first novel in a series that is forgivable. Meyer does such a good job establishing the character and the relationships between the characters that the ending was, was, was good and certainly sufficient for what I rated it as a four-star book. So a good book if you enjoy historical fiction, you will enjoy this book. I, I think that's a, a solid rec uh, recommendation for those who enjoy historical fiction. I think that for Christian fiction fans, I guess it depends on how important those big overt testimonials are. If that's what somebody counts on when they're reading, I suppose that they might be disappointed. But again, I thought that this was one of the more satisfying books of Christian fiction that I've ever read because I thought that it discussed faith in the way that actual people discuss their own faith, or at least the people that I'm around. I am excited. Again, this is a volume one, and I typically don't I keep, see, I keep saying that I typically don't read volume one until I, I know volume two's come out. Um, but I'm ready for volume two. And it leaves enough of a cliffhanger that I'm excited for where the series is going. I really enjoyed the book When the Day Comes by Gabrielle Meyer. This is Steve Center, Lonely Guy with a Book.